Ukraine confirms another small gain in the South. Matthew Mpok Big Neil Macfarquhar Andres R. Martinez Lara Jakes Natalia Yermak. Ukraine said that it had recaptured a total of eight settlements over two weeks of offensive actions. Here's what we're covering. Tracking Ukraine's counteroffensive, here's the latest on the fighting. Navalny appears in a Russian court to face new charges of extremism. Allies will grapple with questions about Ukraine's post-war reconstruction. Some of the weapons sent to Ukraine by other countries have been unusable. Russia shifts battlefield tactics after mistakes. Tracking Ukraine's counteroffensive, here's the latest on the fighting. Overview After months of preparation and bolstered by weapons and training from Western allies, Ukraine launched the initial phase of a counteroffensive two weeks ago to reclaim Russian-occupied territory in the southeast of the country. Kyiv's forces have notched small successes, breaking through a first line of Russian defenses and reclaiming several small villages. But Ukraine has also lost some of its newest tanks and armored vehicles and suffered an undisclosed number of casualties as Russian forces strike back from the ground and air. The latest Ukraine said on Monday that it had recaptured eight settlements over two weeks of offensive actions. Hanna Maliar, a deputy defense minister, wrote on the Telegram messaging app that Ukrainian units had advanced around 4.3 miles and retaken an area of around 44 square miles in the south. Among the settlements she listed as reclaimed was Pietikaki, confirming reports from a local Russian official and Russian military bloggers over the weekend that the village had been retaken by Kiev's forces. Why it matters while the recapture of Pietikaki in the Zaporizhia region suggests that Ukraine's forces continue to advance, it is not a significant military breakthrough. Like the others Ukraine has recaptured, the village is small, its name translates to five houses, but claiming them has come at the cost of Ukrainian lives and advanced Western equipment. Russian military bloggers reported intense fighting around Pietikaki, with one writing of losses on both sides and the stench of dead bodies drifting over the battlefield. A British defense intelligence report said on Sunday that both armies were suffering significant casualties and military experts say that months of artillery duels and trench warfare likely lie ahead as Kyiv's forces try to break through heavily fortified Russian lines. President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine acknowledged on Sunday that the fighting in the area around Pietikaki was the toughest, but said Kyiv's forces were advancing, position by position, step by step. The State of the War Counteroffensive. Ukraine's newly launched campaign has enjoyed some early successes, but its soldiers are increasingly exposed to Russian firepower, American and Ukrainian defense officials said the fight to dislodge dug-in Russian forces was going to be brutal. Meeting with African leaders. President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine and a group of African heads of government on a peace mission to Kiev had testy exchanges on how to end the war hours after Russia fired missiles at the city. Ukraine Dam Break The destruction of a dam along the Dnipro River brought devastation to many in southern Ukraine to some stranded in Russian-occupied territory, it brought a chance to reunite with their loved ones. Zaporizhia Nuclear Plant 
the destruction of the dam endangered the main source of water used. HTTPS colon slash slash www.newyorktimes.com slash 2023 slash 06 slash 15 slash world slash Europe slash Zaporizhia nuclear plant IA grossy visit. HTML, action equals click and type equals legacy collection and state equals default 10 module equals SDYLN Russia Ukrainian variant equals show and region equals main underscore content underscore one and block equals storyline underscore top underscore links underscore or circ to cool the site's reactors. Now that the plant is safe, what threats remain? Navalny appears in a Russian court to face new charges of extremism. A new trial of Alexei A. and Navalny, Russia's jailed opposition leader, began on Monday, with several extremism charges potentially adding decades to the prison sentences that he is already serving. Although the charges were filed in a Moscow district court, the trial was held about 150 miles east of the capital in the penal colony where Mr. Navalny has been held since 2021. The video feed from the hearing room in the prison was only available to journalists monitoring from another room, with Mr. Navalny barely visible or audible, according to a reporter for the Mediazona news outlet. The new charges from Bomeni District Court included inciting and financing extremism, as well as rehabilitating Nazism. Mr. Navalny said earlier that he was barely given time to study the materials filed in the case, included in some 200 volumes or nearly 4,000 pages. All the cases against him are politically motivated, he and his supporters have said. If Mr. Navalny is convicted, and acquittals are extremely rare in Russian courts, especially against opposition figures, the case could add another 30 years to his jail term. Mr. Navalny, 47, has already been sentenced to nine years in prison for various charges including parole violations, fraud and contempt of court. A witty, charismatic figure who has lacerated the Kremlin elite with his corruption investigations, Mr. Navalny had an ability to mobilize people across the country to demonstrate against the government, making him a rare political force in Russia. Daniel Kolodny, a former technical director of Mr. Navalny's YouTube channel, is also on trial with him on charges of participating in and financing extremist activity. Three lawyers were representing them during the trial. At least 15 activists who worked with Mr. Navalny are facing similar charges, according to his spokeswoman, Kira Yarmish. Many of them have fled into exile. Last week, in the first sentencing of Navalny activists since the Russian government labeled his grassroots anti-corruption group an extremist organization in 2021, two of his former associates were given lengthy jail terms. Lilia Shanasheva, the head of Mr. Navalny's office in the central Bashkortostan region, was sentenced to seven and a half years in prison. Her former colleague, Rustam Milyakov, received two and a half years on similar charges. Mr. Navalny was arrested in 2021 after returning to Russia from Germany, where he recovered from a near-fatal poisoning that was widely blamed on the Kremlin. The Russian government has denied any involvement. The documentary film Navalny, which won an Academy Award this year, implicated several agents from the Russian State Security Service, the FSB, in the attack. Mr. Navalny's parents, Anatoly and Ludmilla, asked to attend the hearing on Monday in person but were also moved into a side room, Mediazona reported. The first request from Mr. Navalny to the judge was that they be allowed into the hearing, which the judge said he would consider later. Neil MacFarquhar. Advertisement. 
Allies will grapple with questions about Ukraine's post-war reconstruction. Secretary of State Antony J. Blinken is scheduled to travel to London this week for a summit on Ukraine's post-war recovery, a vast effort that the World Bank estimated could cost $411 billion. Ukraine's allies, already spending billions on military aid, are grappling with complicated questions about rebuilding. The war has shifted, with Ukraine trying to claw back Russian-occupied territory as part of a long-awaited counteroffensive, and there is no sign that fighting will end soon or that peace efforts will immediately bear fruit. The Ukrainian government has drafted its own plan for how to rebuild its economy and foster growth. But donor nations and others want assurances of oversight, considering the billions of dollars in play. President Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine has made it clear that he plans to increase transparency, root out corruption and meet other conditions necessary to join the European Union and the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Leaders of both have indicated that it will be a long process for Ukraine to join either group. At the two-day summit in London, which begins on Wednesday, Prime Minister Rishi Sunak of Britain is expected to meet with government officials and business leaders who want a part of the reconstruction. Mr. Zelensky said on Monday that he had spoken by phone with Mr. Sunak and was grateful to the British leader for organizing the conference and for the UK's leadership in consolidating international support for Ukraine. Ukraine's Prime Minister, Denis Shmihal, is expected to deliver a keynote address at the conference. It comes a week after more than 50 allies renewed pledges to arm Ukraine's military for the long term at a meeting in Brussels. The United States, Britain and Germany have already committed more than $100 billion in military aid to Ukraine since February 2022. Here's what else we're watching this week. Flood Aftermath Ukrainian officials are still looking for dozens of missing people after the destruction of the Kakovka Dam, which created a flood that the head of the Ukrainian Nature Conservation Group's board called the biggest ecological disaster. In decades, there is concern that fetid waters may spread illness. In the Kherson region, one of the areas most devastated by flooding, many houses remain submerged, and of the 16 confirmed fatalities in the disaster, 14 occurred in that region, Ukraine's interior minister said on Saturday. Special Olympics a team of Ukrainian athletes is in Berlin for the Special Olympics World Games, with events scheduled through Sunday. After training through blackouts and air raids, the Olympians took a 15-hour bus trip last week through Ukraine and Poland to enter Germany, the team told ABC News. Shelter Inspections Ukraine's National Security and Defense Council is scheduled to meet on Friday to discuss anti-corruption efforts in the justice system and the results of bomb shelter inspections ordered by Mr. Zelensky after three people, including a mother and child, died in a Russian missile attack this month while trying to enter a locked bomb shelter in Kiev. There have been reports that thousands of shelters were locked or not in operation. Brian Josephs, Stephen Erlinger and Carlotta Gall contributed reporting. Anushka Padil and Andrezar Martinez. Some of the weapons sent to Ukraine by other countries have been unusable. Ukraine has paid contractors hundreds of millions of dollars for weapons that have not been delivered, and some of the much-publicized arms donated by its allies have been so decrepit that they were deemed fit only to be cannibalized for spare parts. 
Ukrainian government documents show that as of the end of last year, Kyiv had paid arms suppliers more than $800 million since the Russian invasion in February 2022 for contracts that went completely or partly unfulfilled. Two people involved in Ukraine's arms purchasing said that some of the missing weapons had eventually been delivered and that, in other cases, brokers had refunded the money. But as of early this spring, hundreds of millions of dollars had been paid, including to state-owned companies, for arms that have never materialized, one of these people said. We did have cases where we paid money and we didn't receive, Volodymyr Havrilov, a deputy defense minister working on arms procurement, said in a recent interview. He said the government this year had begun analyzing its past purchases and excluding problematic contractors. Justin Sheck and Lara Jakes Advertisement Russia shifts battlefield tactics after mistakes Kramatorsk, Ukraine, Russian forces have improved their defenses, artillery coordination and air support, setting up a campaign that could look very different from the war's early days, according to interviews and documents and videos reviewed by The New York Times. These improvements, Western officials say, will most likely make Russia a tougher opponent, particularly as it fights defensively against Ukraine's counteroffensive. This turn is a far cry from Russia's initial plan for a full-scale invasion and Ukrainian defeat. Interviews with 17 Ukrainian soldiers, a Russian prisoner of war, officers, foreign fighters and Western officials, as well as a review of documents and videos, show that, in recent months, the Kremlin's gains, especially in Bakhmut, have come in part because of a series of adaptations. Russia won ground early in the war, which began in February 2022, with sheer firepower. But that shifted, as its campaign was marked by disorderly tactics that led to costly losses. A recent ambush was part of a patient, disciplined operation, a sign that Russia was learning from its mistakes and adapting to Ukrainian tactics, having grossly underestimated them initially. Russian armored columns, for instance, no longer rush into areas where they can be quickly damaged or destroyed. Troops are more often using drones and probing attacks, and sometimes just shouting, to find Ukrainian trenches before striking. And the mercenary, Wagner Group, has shown an ability to outpace Ukrainian defenders with a combination of improved tactics and disposable ranks. Thomas Gibbons Neff, Julian E. Barnes, and Natalia Yermak.